0: Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I'm your host today. Happy Monday. Um, I hope you all are doing okay out there. I know it was uh, a crazy weekend and things kind of took a turn that we weren't looking for and a lot of people are sad, a lot of people are scared, a lot of people are um, angry and I kind of feel like rightly so. One of the things I've kind of vowed I would never do is go and put anything on Facebook that was uh, any bit controversial or anything along those lines because... You know what? I I just wasn't my thing. But I felt a sense of responsibility this past weekend. I felt a sense of responsibility because I do have a podcast, and I've got people that listen, and this is a message I feel like people need to hear. So I'm not going to say it right now, but I did write a blog, and my blog is on my website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, and I wish... If you'd like to, please feel free to go ahead and read it. So it is Monday. It's a motivation Monday. A lot of people out there, like I said previously, are confused, don't know what really to do right now. And I propose a question in the blog. What can I do to stop racism? And my guest today's name is John Miller, and he wrote a book called The QBQ. The question behind the question is my favorite author. You hear me guffaw all over him during the interview, but we touch on some, some tough topics today, and um, I hope that there's some things in this interview that can help you. Today's interview hopefully will motivate you, and hopefully you will be just enlightened with some, some new ways to look at things, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that for everybody. Uh, so we're going to get to that in just a second, but first I want to tell you a little bit about Springer Mountain Farms chicken. They sponsored this show um, for the past eight weeks, and and they're just they've been amazing. I appreciate their support, and I'm going to continue to support restaurants, independent, locally owned and operated restaurants. I'm going to tell you guys what's going on out there, and. They've been supporting me, so if you want to learn more about Springer Mountain Farms chicken, go to their website, springmountainfarms.com, and join the flock. You can type in your email address, and they'll start sending you recipes, up-to-date news, things you need to know, things you want to know, and uh, I think you should do that right now, springermountainfarms.com. All right, well, let's jump right in. We are here with John G. Miller, author of QBQ, The Question Behind the Question, Outstanding and Flipping the Switch, co-author of um, Raising Accountable Kids. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Brandon. Glad to be here.
0: So, John, you being on the show today, first of all, um, I want to tell you that your book has changed my life.
1: Oh, well, uh, that's good. Thank you.
0: And hopefully the Thank you. I hope, hopefully a lot of other people too, because I think I've purchased at least a hundred copies of QBQ. It's one of those things that uh, wow. it's um, I was walking with my sister the other day and she said, well, she went to a party where everybody recommended something and she recommended the type of shoes that she likes to wear while hiking. And she said, what do you recommend to people? And I said, uh, QBQ. And she said, what? And I said, the gift of personal accountability, I think, is something that is lost on a lot of people. And mm-hmm. um, it's a quick read, and it's it's amazing. And I went into it, and she went, that's really amazing. And she went and bought the book, and we've talked about it uh, since then.
1: You mean this go, book, Brandon? This book?
0: That's the one.
1: Excellent. Well, that was very nice of you to make the sister go buy something of mine.
0: <laughs> well, you... Um, So I started this podcast, and we talked to restaurant people, Mm -hmm. and I think this is an industry. You felt like it's an industry. You started your book off with a story about somebody in the restaurant industry. So you being on the show today, it's Monday. I want to motivate people. We're in a crazy, crazy time, and I want to get into that here in a little bit. I don't want to act like nothing's going on uh, because some stuff is going on but let's talk about the QBQ. Can you give me just a, give me like the 90 second, everybody asks you these five questions, just answer those five questions without me having to ask the redundant questions.
1: Well, QBQ stands for the question behind the question, as you know, Brandon, and it's all about how to practice personal accountability. And it came from my experience of selling leadership and management training in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, I'm an old guy, I just turned 62. So back in the 80s I found this wonderful career of selling leadership and management and sales training to corporations in the twin cities of Minnesota. And I did that for 10 years, got pretty good at it as a salesperson and a facilitator of training. I met with a lot of executives and middle managers and after a while I started realizing that people asked some really lousy questions like why is this happening to me? And why do we have to go through all this change? And when is someone going to train me? And And why can't we get uh, more tools to do our job and better resources? And one day I said to a group around 1994, I said, why don't we turn those questions around and ask the question behind the question? So as an example, instead of asking, when is someone going to train me, let's ask, how can I develop myself, take ownership for your career and your skills? And I taught that methodology for turning questions around, called it the question behind the question it quickly got shortened to the QBQ. And I suddenly realized people were using it. And if you know much about the training industry, Brandon, probably 90% of the stuff that speakers and trainers and facilitators and consultants teach never gets used. But there's always some good stuff out there and you got to find it. And this is a pearl. This is a piece of gold that was mined from my experience. And we started teaching the QBQ and wow, people started using it to practice personal accountability. So instead of blaming and whining and complaining and pointing fingers, Started asking these better questions. What can I do to contribute to the world? The QBQ.
0: And I don't know of a, a day, I posted a blog post a little while ago. I don't know of a day where that, that that's more important than today, right now. Um,
1: yeah, that's true. With the world kind of on fire right now,
0: it, it is. And um, it took me, you said that you read the book or you wrote the book. I listened to it the first time 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. I read it. I sat in my car in a park, and I read the book, and I went, "Wow, this is this is mind blowing." And since then, um, I try and listen to it almost every month on a walk. I mean, I've probably listened wow. to it a hundred times at least. Uh, you so you said take that
1: me, you take me on walks. That's how I stay slim and trim. <laughs>
0: yes, Uh, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like when you said to me, when you just now said. Um, when is somebody going to train me? Like, I've heard you say that a hundred times. Seeing you do it live <laughs> was almost like watching a band of mine do my favorite song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: So it was pretty cool. And um, it took a little while. And it's amazing to see people once they grasp the concept of yeah. QBQ to how we form a QBQ. You kind of okay, identified that. It just now, but just the idea of asking that question, what, are, what makes up, what's the format for the question behind the question?
1: Sure. Well, the format, it, it actually has a structure. There's three guidelines. So again, instead of asking, let's just take the corporate world. Why do we have to go through all this change? Let's ask, what can I do to adapt to the changing world? Instead of asking, when is someone going to train me? Let's ask, how can I develop myself? Instead of asking, who made the mistake? Let's ask, what can I do to help solve the problem? Well, those better questions that I just rattled off three of them. We would call those QBQs, the question behind the question. And they all have something in common. They all begin with what or how, not why, when, or who. Your QBQs begin with what or how. And they always contain the word I because, uh, well, you know, you you probably heard of a guy named Dave Ramsey. Have you heard of Dave Ramsey?
0: I was at the filming for Financial Peace University
1: live. <laughs> well, there you go. Dave's had me on the show like 13 times, but who's counting? Uh, uh- He's a he's a big QBQ fan, and he always asks, you know, what's the number one takeaway from QBQ, and I'll share that with you later. So don't forget to ask me that question. But it ties into the QBQ containing the word I, not you, not they, not my wife's name, not my daughter, my son, my boss. What can I do? So the QBQ begins with what or how, contains an I, and focuses on action, Uh, as we say in the QBQ book. I mean, I'm speaking. I'd rather be the type of person who sometimes is told to wait than be the person who waits to be told. It's really true in life that most successful people are action-oriented. They just get stuff done. And the QBQ helps me get unstuck because if I'm stuck in victim thinking, if I'm stuck in whining, if I'm stuck in blame and finger pointing, well, I'm not... Taking action, I'm not solving problems, I'm not moving forward, I'm not making a difference, I'm not contributing to the world. So the QBQ begins with Water How, contains an eye, focuses on action. And just today on Facebook, you can find us on Facebook through just typing in QBQ and, and the QBQ group. You can join our group. Brandon, you're in it. Oh, yeah. I, I put in some questions that tie that tie into what we're doing, what's going on in the world today. Instead of, you know, asking why are all these people doing this or that? Why aren't others fixing the problem of racism in the world? Whatever, uh, let's ask, what can I do? There you go, what can no, that, I do? they right there. What can I do, you've got it, what can I do to be uh, showing love and kindness? There you go, right. that's right out of LinkedIn today. Instead of asking, you know, why can't the world change? When will the world change? Let's ask, how can I change me? Everything comes back to personal accountability.
0: So I did that, I've been feeling very sad um, this past week in a different way. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's been something that's been different to me and I've done a lot of searching. I've been, done a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. just searching my soul because I'm sad. This is a terrible time. We've just, we've, this time in the world is just insane and (laughs) versus asking how come they're doing this? Why, why can't everybody get it together? What is, this is so annoying. I, I stopped and I asked myself, what can I do to stop racism? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What can I do? Well, the answer of course
1: is always, sorry, the answer is always, I gotta make sure I don't hold and demonstrate racist views. And you know what? Let's stop fanning the flames on Facebook, folks. Let's stop fanning the flames on Twitter. The things we say on social media that we would not say across the table at Starbucks to people, it's unbelievable. The things we, we, I mean, we collectively say on social media that we would never say in person. Social media, I believe, has brought out the worst in people in many ways
0: it really it really has and just watching this morning here I know in Denver you have had three days you're you're, you live in Denver but there's a um that's right outside of Denver you've got three days of protesting happening and it's it's Mm -hmm. turned crazy last night in Nashville uh we had peaceful protests yesterday and then people went down to Broadway and were breaking windows of the honky tonks and they set the courthouse on fire and numerous just Mm. things happening which which made me angry but I got I got upset and I asked myself, what can I do? And I, I did some research and I found a book yesterday called um, How to Be an Anti-Racist.
1: Mm.
0: Which that's not what I want to talk about today, but I feel I like I feel like it needs to be said that the author of this book says you're either racist or you're anti-racist. Just being a good person and not not doing anything, but not feeling that hate inside, isn't enough. Like we've mm-hmm. got to actively, each individual, be working on stopping it. And the fact that you see stuff on social media, you see hate being spread, I feel yeah. like it's our responsibility to to comment and say, "Stop doing this." Like, don't That's one
1: approach. Yeah,
0: it's it's whatever I can do. I feel mm-hmm. there's somewhat social responsibility I have having a podcast now that I have an audience, but um. That's just, that's just what's been on my heart and something sure. that I'm really excited to have you on the show because I want to model for people how they themselves can get through a tough time. Probably the fifth time I listen to your book, um, and something new jumps out at me every time. You, uh,
1: yep. make a very bold,
0: you make a very bold statement, and this is something that I have preached for a really long time and it's a, it's a yeah. really tough concept. Stress is a choice.
1: <laughs> you know where I thought you were going to go? Where I boldly say we buy too many books. Uh, well. <laughs> but the stress is a choice concept is deeper. But I do like how we, we close the book by saying, you know, read the book again. Repetition is the motor of learning. Uh, we, we buy books. We read them once. We think we got it. No, we don't got it. And like you just said, the fifth time you listen to it, the 10th time you got something extra and special and more out of QBQ. That's, that's always true in learning. But we're in a McDonald's kind of society where we want a five-minute read, then move on to the next 20-minute read, and then move on to the next you know, podcast or a seminar or webinar. Wait a minute, folks. Let's, let's find content that really makes a difference, and let's stay with it for a while. Repetition is the motor of learning. But anyway, stress is a choice. Yeah, that's a concept people really, uh, some people fight because we, our natural victim mentality, our natural state is to uh, have a pity party. You know, have you ever had a pity party and you were the only guest invited? I have. So we have a pity party. uh, We start whining. uh, The world is doing it to us. Uh, We can always feel those ways. We can feel that way. But then one day we kind of mature and we go, wait a minute can I do right now to move forward? How can I make a difference? So the stress piece, interesting in the newest version of of QBQ, the, the book I showed right here, this is the fifth edition. We added a story from Toronto where I spoke for FedEx about 2,000 salespeople. And when I was done that, I said stress is a choice to the audience. And that day, somebody, a woman emailed me and said, I don't agree with you. Stress is not a choice. The world does it to me. And I said, well, I'm not going to argue with a customer right on email. I said, well, I appreciate your thoughts and uh, and stay in touch. And she said, well, I'm going to get back to you in a month and I'm going to prove to you stress is not a choice. I said, great. (laughs) So she got back to me in three weeks. Yep. Three weeks later, she emailed me. She said, John, I was wrong. I realize now every time I was angry, stressed, uh, overly fatigued, tense, you know, whatever, I was doing it to myself. My environment was not doing it to me. I was choosing to respond to my environment that way. So that's not a new concept, but I think when we said in the book, stress is a choice, it really made people think because we teach in the book, the ultimate QBQ, you know, Brandon, uh, We can ask QBQs all day, like, how can I be a better leader today? What can I do to be a more effective coach for my people? How can I contribute to the world? What can I do to serve the other department in my organization? But in the end, there's that ultimate QBQ, how can I let go of what I can't control? How can I let go of what I can't control? Think how much better social media would be if if hundreds of millions of people just stepped back and said, How can I let go of what I can't control and what can I do today to improve John Miller? Me, you know, what can I do to improve me? Uh, My stress would be lower, my tension would be lower, my joy would go up, my happiness would go up. I'm preaching now Brandon, I am because you know sometimes people say to me, sometimes people say to me, John why practice personal accountability? Is it to eliminate blame, uh, victim thinking and procrastination like we say in the book? And I'll say no, life is more fun
0: when I practice
1: personal accountability. There's just something fun about taking ownership for your own life instead of blaming your family of origin or your spouse or, 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 you know, your your, your boss or your colleagues just say, what can I do to own my life and move forward from here? I think that's fun.
0: So it is fun. And I think more importantly, it's powerful. And if you're listening to this right now, casually, like, listen to this, this is, this is, this is really important stuff. I read a book called Scream-Free Parenting. Again, another book. I love books. <laughs> they at me, I'm deaf by books, right? Um, yeah, I guess so. Hal Edward Runkle is the author. And he says, when you say, my kids are driving me crazy.
1: <laughs> right.
0: My kids are driving me crazy. He said, how is a four-year-old making you do anything? You That's have
1: exactly right. You have self-control. Now, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hitchhike on this because you you might want to enjoy re- raising accountable kids, because in the book we say something that actually can offend some parents. My my child is a product of my parenting, period. It's not Donald Trump. It wasn't Obama. It's not Congress, the church, the youth, sports, people, the teachers, in public ed. My child is a product of my parenting. So in the book, we even have a chapter on how excellent parents never say, my kids are driving me crazy, and, oh, I wish they'd go back to school. Yeah, I can't wait till summer ends. That's not good parenting. We don't have to get into parenting here, Brandon, but I will tell you this. Every concept we teach in QBQ about personal accountability applies to being a great mom and dad.
0: Uh, I, I completely agree. And,
1: um, well, I'm glad you agree or else I'm going to get off this podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the idea, so I, what I want to do is I want to model for some people. We've just come through a pandemic. We have Mm -hmm. record people who are unemployed. We have people who are afraid to go back to work. We have Mm -hmm. the, the country's on fire right now. And I want to ask some QBQs with you. What are some things that you're here. You, you're, if you don't follow John on, um, on Facebook, he has a group called, um, it's a QBQ group, right? Is it called the yeah,
1: QBQ just type group? QB, just type QBQ group into Facebook and you'll find our discussion group. And uh, we have another page where you type the QBQ, T-H-E, the QBQ, and you'll find us there. And you can so friend the, me as John Miller if you can find me. I'm, I'm not the only John Miller in the world. John G. Miller. Yeah, John G. Miller. That's right. That's right. Uh, but you post questions. Have been John QBQ Miller. <clears throat> John QBQ Miller.
0: You, you post right. questions all the time. I don't know how your brain works. I, I'm learning how your brain works. But every uh, single day, you seem to come up with a new question to ask the Facebook world. And the comments are great. If you ever wanted to be a part of a positive group that's that's finding solutions, please go to his Facebook page and join it because it's really good. Can I, I just say something there? Say.
1: Thank you. We, we do try to keep it on the up and up because. And sadly, sometimes you have to coach people on Facebook. When you ask a question about, you know, is it tomato or tomato? Sometimes you have to add, no politics, please.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you
1: you have to actually coach people. We're not going to talk about Donald Trump versus Obama here. We're going to ask you about tomatoes. (laughs) So sometimes you have to guide the audience.
0: And it's a, it's a, I see that everywhere. There's a lot of divisiveness. But if I'm afraid right now and I've lost my job, or I'm scared to go back to work, or I don't know what to do yeah. about this, what are some things people could be asking themselves right now, and what, how would you, yeah. ref- what, what do you think the QBQs are of the pandemic, of losing your job, right. and of what you can do right now yeah. in the midst of all of this? Just your yeah. thoughts.
1: Well, there's a lot, lot, of there to, lot, lot there to unpack, but we've said some of these things, like how can I let go of what I can't control? Um, I, I'm not going to give you my personal philosophy on masks, but if we could stop judging each other, you know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, practice uh, good distance from other people. Don't, don't kiss strangers. <laughs> <laughs> don't sneeze on people. But what I see in the world right now is the incredible finger pointing on something as simple as mask wearing. We've become hypercritical and judgmental of others. That heightens stress. Uh, if, if I was a mask wearer and I went to the store and saw somebody without a mask, for me to get all agitated about that and confront that person and shake my head and shame them, all I've done is ruin my life. All I've done is hurt my day. All I've done is increase my stress. So there's so much in the QBQ that makes a difference here. What can I do to let go of what I can't control? And the inverse of that is how can I best take care of me? What can I do to be safe physically? What can I do to have good hygiene habits? Uh, What can I do to move forward in my career? Okay, I lost my job. That's very sad. But to wallow in self-pity for more than a day doesn't get me anywhere. I need to get up and get going. Here's the truth about winners. Winners fall forward. They always fall forward doesn't mean they don't get knocked down, but when they get up, they keep falling forward. So if you've lost your job or you need a new career, the QBQ works. What can I do today to move forward? How can I be more creative in my job search? What can I do to become a better networker? How can I get out in the community when when we're allowed to uh, and and really get to know more people so I can find that new career? What can I do to discover my gifts, my God-given talents? I mean. I, I didn't do this on purpose, Brandon, in 1985 when I opened up the Minneapolis Tribune and saw a little ad seeking high-energy salesperson to sell training. Uh, my wife said, you can't apply for that. You're not, you're not a salesperson. I said, yeah, but I got high energy. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran downstairs to a typewriter and sent a letter to Georgia with three typos in it and, and, and whiteout. And I applied. And the short story is I got this job. And I didn't know it at the time, Brandon, but my, my natural God-given talents had been aligned with my professional career, my, my, my vocation. Suddenly, what I was doing every day matched my gifts. Prior to that, I was sitting at a desk eight to five, and I hated every minute of it for five years. Suddenly, I'm out selling to executives, driving around the Twin Cities in a 1984 VW Rabbit. <laughs> right. and i'm making sales calls, and i 'm on fire, so I, I know i'm off track here a little bit you're fine but what can I do to discover my strengths? What can I do to understand my god given talents and then do your best to seek a career in that direction so uh, during the pandemic during the the riots, the best thing I can do i could I can pray, I can serve others, I can go to the homeless shelter and contribute I can donate money, I can give my time I can help a neighbor all of this you know this all of this is better than being on facebook blasting people for not wearing masks or blasting people because they're the racists what if i just said how can i contribute today
0: i think that's exactly the message that i want to give people right well there. we just did we <laughs> we just did i well thanks for joining all right. me today Amen, that was brother was awesome we'll just um we'll move on no <laughs> i think that i think that if you're at home right now and you're, you're feeling sad, you're feeling depressed, there's a lot of questions that you can ask that are IQs, that are yeah, incorrect, incorrect questions.
1: Incorrect questions, In, right. That, that and they always begin with why, when, or who. Let, let, Brandon, I'm going to take over here again. Let me, let me cover this just for you a second. You do step. it. The, wh- the why questions take me to victim thinking. Why is this happening to me? Why don't I ever get a break? Victim thinking and entitlement thinking, bad stuff. The when questions, when will they get back to me? When will somebody solve this problem? When will they improve this place? When will they get rid of their racist views? You know, all of that puts me into a mode of procrastination because I'm not changing me. I'm not taking action. So be careful with the when questions. And of course, the done it questions, you know, in this other book we have uh, called Outstanding, we have a whole chapter there on outstanding companies, organizations, they do not seek culprits. We do not seek culprits. Now, does that mean we don't need to get to the root of a problem and do some extra training? Of course not. But we don't run around asking, who dropped the ball? Who missed the deadline? Who made the mistake? Because that just brings us to blame. And the blame game solves no problems. Plus, there are many costs to blame. And that's right now what you're seeing on social media. So victim thinking, procrastination, and blame comes from why questions, when questions, and who questions, the QBQ. All about personal accountability. begins with what or how contains an eye and focuses on action. It's all in the QBQ book. You can find all of this at QBQ.com. You know, we've had that URL since 1998, Brandon. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's it's pretty organic right now. QBQ.com. Anyway, go on.
0: No, I I love that. QBQ.com. Go check it out. Um, John, I'm going to pivot a little bit if that's okay with you. We're going to, we are a podcast for and about the Nashville restaurant scene. So while you're very good at the QBQ, and you are wonderful at creating these questions, people that work in restaurants on a daily basis, I hear it all the time. How come my food never comes out hot? Who, how come nobody runs my food? When is somebody <laughs> gonna train us this Is a great one? How come my yeah, guests never leave good tips? When is the hostess gonna seat me with good tables? When are we gonna get busy? When are we gonna finally have marketing around here? I, you know, all day long. We is this
1: why I've been hired to speak by so many restaurant chains over the years, you think? Huh? <laughs> I'm, huh?
0: I'm starting I mean, to see I mean, I really
1: have. I have. We've spoken for a lot. We've done a lot of training for restaurant organizations, food, quick service, quick serve, fast food, whatever you want to call it, you know, because all that blame stuff. You know, one of my daughters worked at Olive Garden for three years. Olive Garden is also a big fan of a QBQ book. They bought a thousand one day. We loved it. Yeah, Charlene bet. has worked for yeah, Charlene has worked for the Olive Garden and she could probably tell you all those incorrect questions as IQs you just rattled off. She's probably heard them all. Maybe she's times. even said them, but that's okay. I'll give the daughter another QBQ book.
0: So with repetition being the the way that we learn this, um, yeah. when you've done these coachings, you've done these leadership trainings, just trainings in general. What do you think the most powerful QBQs are for the industry? He- the, their the power
1: of, Brandon, excuse me, the power of QBQ is what it does for our minds in the moment. See, we, we teach in the book, leadership is not about title, position, or tenure. So a server on the front line can be a leader if he or she has learned to, in the moment, discipline her thinking, his thinking. So leadership is the moment by moment disciplining of my thoughts. What does that mean? Well, the minute I want to say, you know, why doesn't the chef and when will the hostess, if I then just pause that, that negativity in my brain right then, like an electrical current, just turn it off and say, well, what can I do to be the best server I can be? What can I do to speak to the hostess calmly about the tables being, I've been given or whatever, I don't understand all the rules What can I do to ensure
0: my food comes out at a good time? What can I do to ensure I'm giving the best service? Maybe I need to speak to the chef,
1: the cook. Right. See, there's always something more I can either do physically in action form or I can always think differently. So you have to ask yourself, if you are that server and the food isn't coming out on time or it isn't hot or I'm not getting the best tables. Okay, that's the restaurant business. It's chaotic. It's hard work. It's customer-centric, but you chose it. You chose to work in that industry. And now, I'm not going to speak poorly of teachers. Of course, teachers are wonderful, wonderful people, but I sometimes do speak to groups in public ed, and I say to them, you did not go into this business to be a teacher to get rich. You didn't get in this business to make a lot of money, and you know that. So how does it help us to whine and complain about our salary or our, our pay? In the moment, we need to ask, what can I do to be the best teacher for my students? What can I do to be the best server on this team at this restaurant? Because again, QBQ in the moment stops that negative thought and turns it around and helps us say, okay, I can't change the chef. I can't change the hostess. I can't change my manager. I can always make sure I'm the very best. Now, what that can lead to, Brandon, is sometimes moving on. Uh oh. Sometimes you got to move on in life. As we teach in the QBQ book and we bring it up and go into a deeper aspect of it in the outstanding book, believe or leave. So if you enjoy being in the restaurant business, you enjoy being a server, the hours work for you, you're making enough money to get by, whatever, but you're you happen to be in a in a restaurant with really bad management, and you know they exist, maybe you do need to take your skills, your talents, and your gifts somewhere else. But I would just suggest, before you move on for another 50 cents an hour, or a dollar an hour, do what you can in that organization to communicate with people your concerns and your needs. Instead of, going to the back room and winding. I talked to a general manager of a restaurant, a Mexican chain here in Denver last year. And he, he just vented about the problem he's having with employees hiding in the bathrooms, texting. Down the mm. halls, they're texting. They're just so obsessed with their phones. This was actually a couple of years ago. I cannot actually imagine working in that business. But I will say this, the best managers never ask, why can't we get good people? The best managers are always asking, how can I be the best coach for the team I have? Feel the difference? Why can't we get good people? Or how can I be the best coach possible? Anyway, can go on and on and on. But QBQ changes positive or negative thoughts Changes negative thoughts to positive thoughts.
0: So I think that's, that's the message, John. That's what I want. People out there, when I initially asked you to come on the show, I want to change negative thoughts to positive thoughts. I think we're inundated right now with negative thoughts. Whatever happened to personal accountability, right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: First page of the day. book. First page of the book. <laughs> we, um, yep. we see it all day long. And I, I think one of the things I want to do with this podcast is to create perspective and awareness. And I think so many people out there, if you haven't read the QBQ, if you don't listen to it every time you go for a walk like I do and you're crazy, um, <laughs> you don't recognize it. But I read... Facebook all the time, and I see somebody put a post out there of their car with a dent in the side, and they said, because Monday's terrible, and I go, yeah, it's Monday's fault that you can't back up your car? Is that what you're (laughs) trying to tell me? You're blaming Monday for your lack of driving skills? That's the way my brain starts looking, and I know that's not positive either, but you just start to see the negativity all over the place. Right. And
1: and again, recog- social media has given us an outlet for that. It has. But recognize it's not going away.
0: That you're seeing it every day, identifying yeah. when you see it to know that that's not healthy for me to be reading, that's not healthy for me to see it and go, right, right I'm angry. Like learning how to ask the question behind the question yeah. and identifying when you see negativity and how to train your brain to insert yourself into a solution. I'm hoping that people out there can hear this. I hope they can hear it, they can listen to it, and they can find their own QBQ that they need to be asking themselves. I certainly don't want to tell you what you need to ask yourself, but right now I think there's a lot of QBQs that can be asked. And Mm -hmm. my goal today is to hopefully inform people so they can recognize when they need to be asking that question, which is a lot right now. And I thank you so much for coming on this podcast and just talking. You're today. welcome. It's been amazing. Ryan,
1: thank you for having me. And I'd really love to have your guests join us at qbq.com. They can also email me, john at qbq.com, john at qbq.com, J-O-H-N. I answer every email I get. So I'd love to hear from you.
0: And this book, ladies and gentlemen, is fantastic. It's an hour listen. If you buy the audio book, yeah. literally it's an hour. It's not like it's, it's, Big words and no pictures. I mean, it, the book is great. You wait, can read wait, it. Wait, wait. There's one picture.
1: Oh, <laughs> page. page 45, and it's the it's the finger. It's the finger arms crossed across my chest. The company coat of arms that exists in our world today. Fingers pointing at everybody else.
0: Well, I just uh, I know you're a busy man, and thank you for joining me today. Um, anything sure. else you want to say to the people of Nashville? Anything you want to say to the people of America? Yep. And listen, uh, this is listened to in 13 countries now. This podcast. So. Wow.
1: Impressive. Well, uh, Dave Ramsey, you know, when he closes interviews with me in the past, he said, so John, what's the number one takeaway from QBQ? I you. And, I, and I always say, uh, it's simple, Dave. I can only change me. It is unbelievable how that simple message, I can only fix me and I can only change me, resonates with people because you know, every, every one of us tends to say, well, if only my husband or wife or only my teenage daughter or if only my boss or if only those racists over there or if only Donald Trump or Obama or whoever, let's drop the if onlys and say, what could I do to change me today and stop trying to change others? It's amazing freedom, emotional joy and freedom that comes the day I stop trying to fix the people around me. Good stuff.
0: And one thing I live by, and I meant to say it earlier, and you have a different version of this is, um, I'm, I'm a person in recovery
1: and Mm -hmm. the serenity Mm -hmm.
0: prayer to me speaks volumes. And just the idea of grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage Mm -hmm. to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, right? That simple saying says so much you've reworked that saying,
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of what more about said. God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, the wisdom to know, uh, the, see the ones that I can and the wisdom to know it's me, the wisdom to know it's only me that I can change. I can only change John Miller. That's where the wisdom comes in. And that's what the power of QBQ is. That's in the book as well. That, uh, that we call it the QBQ twist on the prayer of serenity. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, if you're in recovery, I understand that. I appreciate you sharing that. Many times people will come up to me after hearing about QBQ or reading the book or hearing us speak, and they will say they're an alcoholic um, or they're a vet with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been, we found that QBQ is in prisons, being used in prisons for, for in, with inmates. We have found it being used in uh, veterans groups with PTSD. We have found it being used in homeless shelters, people who are in recovery, whatever marital counseling. Here's, and it's not about John Miller writing QBQ. It's about personal accountability. I can only change me. Where does that not apply? It's just, it's a, it's an idea that is holistic.
0: That's why when my sister asked, what do you recommend? I said QBQ.
1: Yay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
0: you, John, so much for being here today. And thank you once again, John G. Miller, for joining Nashville Restaurant Radio. I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did just talking to him. What a kind of a dream come true for me, for a guy that I've listened to so many times practice that wisdom in my own head. So if you can, go get the book, listen to it, check it out. And hopefully this episode today gave you something to think about, give you something to ponder and take it with you this week. Take that message of personal accountability and just start thinking about QBQs. What can I do? How can I change? Think about that. I hope that you guys are staying safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.